everybody. Welcome to Savvy Broadcasting, Life Unscripted. We're so grateful to have you back as a return guest, and <laughs> thank you so much. We're also excited to have you share your perspective on what makes great leadership. Uh, we've both consulted in the corporate arena, and there's a lot of businesses who think they've got it going in the leadership department, but it, they're lacking, and they're, they don't even realize it sometimes. Mm -hmm. So to get started, share with the audience from your perspective, what makes up a great leader? First, thank you, Christina, for bringing me back. I appreciate it. It's always great to see you and talk with you. Thank you. Absolutely. Great seeing you again, Bonnie. Thank you. What makes up a great leader? It's different for everybody. One of the things that I do, uh, I have an Emerging Leaders Forum. Mm -hmm. and one of the programs includes asking that question, what makes up a great leader? So what I do is I'll, I'll ask uh, first, I'll say, who was a great leader in your mind, in your life? Who made an impression? Mm. And it'll be anybody from a parent to a grandparent to a previous employer. It could be anybody. And from that point, then taking it uh, a step further and saying, well, what are the characteristics about that person that made them so special? Mm -hmm. And taking it another step further, mm -hmm. what characteristics do you, after we write them all down, what characteristics that are written on this board do you have? And how, and if you don't have, you know, there's a list of 10, 12, 15 things, and maybe they only have two or three that they've said, yeah, okay, I, well, I'm like that, I'm like that. Mm -hmm. And what can you do? How can you strengthen the other things that you find so valuable about that person's characteristics? Mm -hmm. How can you, how can you um, help to make yourself a better leader? Because a lot of it is really taking the initiative. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting because I've walked into a lot of businesses where you'll talk to the top executives or managers. And a lot of times they'll say, well, there's nothing I need to improve. I got it going on. My team loves me. We're doing awesome. But when you start talking to the internal customers, AKA the employees, and then start talking maybe to some of the employees, excuse me, some of the customers, you realize that things are not so rosy as the upper management might think. And when you bring back the feedback, sometimes they're like, well, that can't be true. I mean, ah. Uh. So uh, why do you think there's a disconnect sometimes to the way people think they lead and then what the actual story is? Well, the, the part of denial is always significant, right? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so denial, denial of you know, how, how we see ourselves and how the world sees us you know, sometimes it can be a little on the painful side. Mm -hmm. um, I would also say, I would also challenge you next time you're doing those types of questions is also you, you may want to talk to vendor partners, mm -hmm. go a little further with it. So okay. a lot of times you'll, you'll hear, well, you know, they, they really beat me up for the price or we can never provide enough service for them or, you know, whatever it is. Um, mm -hmm. And, and that's very telling also about, you know, what is, what is going on in the company? So leadership versus managership is something that really doesn't get discussed often enough. Okay. So we talk about leadership and leaders and managers, mm -hmm. managers, managing things, processes, and people. Mm -hmm. But if we're going to develop leadership, the people that are 
in those manager seats or those supervisor seats really need to become more of the leadership, not the manager. So when I talk with clients, you know, uh, we'll be talking about, well, the the people, the, the department I manage or the people I manage, and I'll say, let's change the, let's change the terminology. Let's talk about, how about the people you lead or that you are leading? Mm-hmm. And it just, you know, that, that little turn helps to, to change the thinking or reframe the thinking a little bit. Does it also, Bonnie, put them more in a space of responsibility? Because now you have a responsibility. You're leading these people. It's just a, not a manner, matter of these are my, my minions here. These are my team. These are actually people I lead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's a little scary. And sometimes people will step back from the responsibility. Mm-hmm. And other times you can almost see the, ah, like the relief because now they're really getting it. Now they're really understanding, okay, if I'm going to manage this project, this piece of paper, this thing, Mm -hmm. it's a a whole lot different than if I'm the manager of people. Mm -hmm. And how am I doing that? I can't do it the same way. You know, people are real things. So, And, and here's another thing that I've come across is that the companies that do the best, I find, are ones that not only have leadership for the managers, supervisors, everyone takes a role of leadership, but they also instill that in all of the employees. Like when I worked at a certain, one of my best bosses ever at a company way back when used to say that I, I hold you responsible for your portfolio, your accounts, these are yours. And, and when there was a problem, he expected that you come to his office, here's the problem, here are my possible solutions for XYZ problem. And he said, great, I think we should go with plan A or plan B. And so that he would have you be an integral part of the problem solving and leadership. It wouldn't just be left to the people in leadership roles. So, so um, and I love that story of, you know, here, here's a problem boss and, and here's possible solutions. Here's what I think. And um, now, now uh, taking it again to the next level is turning that back into a question to the person coming into your office and saying, what do you think we should do? Mm-hmm. Rather than, because a lot of times, if the person got as far as to be able to say, I think I have a solution, they usually know really what to do. Yeah. They're just looking for that kind of final approval. And it's going to be a lot easier to reduce the reliance on top tier leadership and throughout the whole organization so that the organization can grow mm-hmm. if we just turn that into a question. It's a simple thing. Yeah. It takes a couple more minutes up front, but on the back end, now you've got people really thinking for themselves and being able you empower them to make decisions. And that's and the key word. The world of difference. That's the key word right there. I just heard it, and it's empowerment. And yeah. when you empower all the people who work at a company, they all hold a piece of that company. One gal I was talking to earlier today said, when I worked at this company, she worked at 30 years, she said, I felt it was part of my company. I felt like I was a piece of that company. So when something happened to the company that was, you know, not good, I felt it was a piece of me hurting and I need to help fix it. Yeah, yeah. And that's kind of the environment you want to instill that, hey, we're all in this. Not kind of that metaphorical team you hear thrown around where it's kind of thrown around like, I'm above you. Uh, it's more of a, we really are in this together. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
So let's take a little bit to though, the, some of the, cause we both gone into places where people think we've got the leadership down. We're totally spot on. What are some of the myths that people think make up a leader or leadership that really are not leadership? Uh, it has a lot to do with personal accountability. Mm-hmm. So he, here's the stream of, of thinking. If, if someone is personally accountable, they're usually a great communicator, or, or at least a good communicator. Mm-hmm. And when you have those two things working, you can usually build trust. Trust is a huge part of leadership. And if the person is a great communicator, but you know that you can't really rely on them for whatever reason, it's very hard to trust them, that takes away from whatever leadership skills that they've had. Mm-hmm. So when you have some, when you have a business owner or a supervisor or a manager or someone in a leader leadership position, just because they're sitting in that seat does not make them a leader. Um, leadership, on the other hand, anybody in the universe can practice leadership. We we all, every single human being, in my opinion has the ability to do something to practice, whether it's one little piece of leadership or mm-hmm. the whole world of leadership, but people have that ability. Mm-hmm. A lot of times they don't apply it because they don't want to be seen as a leader. I don't want to sit in that seat. I don't want that responsibility. Yeah. I don't want that level of accountability. Mm-hmm. It's scary, too much. So um, when you have someone in a leader's seat that says, nah, we got this, you know, we're good. We're doing fine. Leadership is alive and well and living right here. (laughs) And it isn't, it's a a setback in a sense to the individual because Mm -hmm. maybe they were never really even skilled or schooled Mm -hmm. in what leadership is and what the difference is between lead leading, leader, leadership, (laughs) that whole series of words, like, what do they mean? I'm not really sure, but I think I'm the guy sitting in the seat. Now, how how does, say, an organization um, decide or sit down and begin to realize where are we lacking in leadership um, qualities or abilities, and how can we empower our managers, our employees to be the best leaders they can be. How do they bring that culture to the forefront, you know, if they haven't already? Um, Unfortunately, so we have what, 28 plus million businesses in the U.S., roughly. Um, Unfortunately, there may be about 10% that are really actively, aggressively, proactively working on building leadership skills and building culture. So um, it usually takes an incident or something to happen that says, they don't know what they're doing. Oh, maybe we didn't train them right. Uh, Maybe this happened, maybe that. You know, maybe we're doing too much on the skills building and not on the hard skills building and not on the soft skills building. Mm -hmm. But it, it usually... If they're not attuned to it, um, which it is, it you know we're we're fortunate because um, in the in the business world these days, people are starting to hear more and see more and read more and understand that maybe I have to 
empower people or I have to look at changing the culture, but to actively work on it or proactively work on it is another story, especially in small and mid-sized businesses, mm. because it's still the thought of this is the way I want it done. Yeah. Well, you know, and what will ultimately um, be the, 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 the cause of them either getting with the program and building their leadership in their business is uh, losing of that business. And I've seen it more than once where I've worked with a business and they'll come in, help us fix things. I work with them. They start to get on a flow of procedures and policies and getting people involved and being feeling empowered till a year later I come back and it's like everyone's miserable again. And, yeah. and, and it really takes losing or letting go of that ego to realize that, you know, it's okay you can mess up. You're human, but it's okay. Yeah. So sometimes it takes losing customers or actually losing the business to realize, okay, maybe I didn't do it right that time. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. 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 You're, the, go on. Go on. One of the things that it's funny cause I'm actually, I'm just uh, in process of doing, I do a lot of writing and I'm in process of doing something now. So the opening, you'll appreciate the opening paragraph of this is, Lack of communication on any one or all levels of leadership in an organization, along with the inability for a consistent and focused effort, are the primary reasons companies struggle or fail at creating and attaining cultures of high value. Hmm. You know, and I'm getting from you, Bonnie, the, the importance of the two together, culture and leadership, that they're yeah. not really separate, that to have a culture of of real inspiring your employees and all of your people in your company are what create a, a wonderful environment of leadership for all of the people working there. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. Well, I mean, you, you've been in enough situations where you've seen it. Absolutely. Absolutely. But you are here also to help businesses get um, focus on this, uh, <laughs> focus LLC, share with people how they can get in contact with you, work with you. If they want to get a, a clear point on where their business is today and how they can really grow pure leadership and great leadership in their business, how can they do that? They can call, text, <laughs> <laughs> write a letter. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, my, my phone, uh, is, uh, 610-301-2194. They can go on my website and connect up that way. Uh, it's www.focusedllc.net. Email is bversace at focusedllc.net. Um, I'm, I'm usually more available than I should be. <laughs> but, but, uh, and I also do a lot of um, initial assessments for companies just to, to help them kind of sort through here's where you are. Maybe these are some things you can do and, um, you know, just kind of help them get on their own way. My role in life is to be able to improve the quality of life for people. Mm -hmm. And starting in the workplace is amazing because we spend most of our waking hours in the workplace. Exactly. Yeah. Working, working with small and mid-sized businesses, um, they don't usually have the access to the tools and the resources that a lot of the larger corporations do. Yeah. So they, they usually need more help. 
Yeah. But the cool part, the cool yeah. part I find about working for small to mid-sized businesses is they're also in a means to make more action quicker when they're ready to do that. Because yeah. the bigger business is like, oh, I got to go through the board and red tape. And so yeah. Lots of channels. Yeah, a lot of channels. channels, channels. So uh, everyone, uh, you're feeling uh, your, your business isn't where you want it to be and you want to get a, a clue on where you are so you know where you can get to in the future, please go to focusedllc.net today. And thank you so much, Bonnie, for coming to Savvy Broadcasting again and sharing your great wisdom. Thank you. Thank you very much.